Hello, Earth people. Al Lover here again with another episode of the Elevated Transmissions podcast. This week, uh, we're rocking with Julian Ruiz from the band Holy Wave. As you all know, uh, Holy Wave is an amazing band full of amazing people. I cannot praise them enough for their contributions to music and my life personally. Um, I'm very glad that they're my friends. And uh, yeah, you should be very glad that they exist on this planet for your entertainment. Um, This was a great episode. It's old. It's almost like a year old now. We did this uh, sometime in like fall or winter last year. God, I can't even remember when we did this. But anyways, um, it's a while ago. It doesn't seem like that long ago. This year has just blazed past. It's kind of crazy. But um, yeah, it was a good conversation. It was fun. Julian's a hilarious dude. Uh, He's got great taste in music, so he picks some amazing tracks. Uh, Kind of (laughs) falls apart at the end uh, due to the fact that my roommate was having sex in the room next to us while we were trying to conduct the podcast. So that's hilarious. Uh, That'll give you some context to why we start kind of losing our train of thought uh, near the end of the podcast, but some good comedic relief, I think. Um, But yeah, so uh, Holy Wave is going to be on tour soon Uh, for everybody out there. I'll give you all the dates that they're doing so you can go check them out if they're coming to your town. Uh, October 9th is at the Monarch in El Paso and October 10th Club Congress in Tucson, Arizona. And I'm playing those shows with those guys on the way out to Desert Days. That'll be fun. October 11th is Soda Bar in San Diego, California. October 12th is the Hi-Hat in Los Angeles, California. October 13th, Desert Days. Looking forward to that in Joshua Tree. Um, if y'all are out there, come say what's up. I can't wait. I'm uh, very excited to be out in Joshua Tree again this year. It was a great time last year. Super fun. Um, all right. October 15th is the Larimer Lounge in Denver, Colorado. I hope I said that right. October 17th is the Rumba Cafe in Columbus, Ohio. October 18th is the Theater of Living Arts, Theater of the Living Arts in Philly. Uh, October 19th is the 930 Club in Washington, D.C. October 21st is the Royale in Boston, Massachusetts. And October 22nd is the Brooklyn Steel in Brooklyn, New York. And all those four shows from Philly to Brooklyn are with Hope Sandoval and the Warm Inventions. Uh, October 23rd is Carrie Street Cage in Richmond, Virginia. October 24th. Drunken Unicorn in Atlanta, Georgia. October 26th is the City Tavern in Dallas, Texas. October 28th is the 235 East Commerce in San Antonio, Texas. And those last two, Dallas and San Antonio, are with Moon Duo. 
Oh, yeah, and I forgot to mention, San Diego and Los Angeles are with camera. Um, so, yeah, so go check out Holy Wave when they're in your town. Tell them uh, Al Lover said what's up and that you love the podcast with Julian. He plays drums in uh, Holy Wave and is an overall amazing human. So I love this guy. Uh, so show him some love, too, and uh, give it a listen. Give this podcast a listen. And then, uh, you know, tweet at Holy Wave or send him an Instagram message and tell him how much you enjoyed this podcast. All right. Anyways, this is Al Lover, and we're going to start it off with the track Magic Landing from Holy Wave's last record, Freaks of Nurture. So dig in. Say something, dude. Hello. Hello, Hello, sir. I like this little effect. I don't think it's supposed to be there. Uh, well, let's see which. Sounds like John Lennon. John Lemon? Juan Lemon. Juan Lemon? Yeah, I like to call him John Lemon on the the podcast. (laughs) John Lemon. John Lemon. Shout out to Big Up, the Ja Lemon. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. We're live. What's up, Julie, Julie and Andy? 
oh, you know, just cold, cold in the house of our lover. Yeah, it is cold in here. So uh, keep the mic close to your grill piece. Got it. Yeah, so if you move around, kind of move the mic with it. Um, But yeah, it is it is cold as fuck in this house, dude. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of nice after being sweaty for nine months. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> the extremes are fucking with me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this hot, this house was so hot this summer. Like there's no insulation. Like the walls are like completely lack of insulation. And then it's super drafty. Uh when it's cold and then it's when it's hot it's like just unbearable y'all don't have like air conditioning (laughs) the uh what is it the um the filter it's so old and dirty in here (laughs) that the filter like gets clogged up super easy and so we had the air conditioning break like two or three times wonderful and then the landlord was like slacking on uh on fixing it and then we got it fixed like right in time for you know august september (laughs) (laughs) right as it starts to chill down a bit and get more tolerable damn dude yeah it's pretty rough i was like i went to go sit in my car today i went to go do some things but i like was like looking forward to going and sitting in my car so i could turn the heat on (laughs) <laughs> and I just blasted that shit. For, I had it for about like 15 minutes, 30 minutes maybe. I had some warmth today. You should come over sometime, man. We got a warm-ass house. Dude, thanks, man. I'll come over anytime. Yeah, I'm looking for excuses to get out of here. I'm about to go home for the holidays. So Me too, nice. man. Back to, uh, where are you guys from again? El Paso. El Paso. I heard you guys had uh, Thanksgiving at Joey's. We did. How was it? That was, uh, that was, I mean, it was really nice. It was very, very nice. Right after tour, you come home to like the like bombest like home cooked meal. Well, I was, I was going to say that might be the, the nicest Thanksgiving I've ever been a part of. It was Damn. Really nice tight. house. And his brothers. Way too much food. I don't know. It was crazy. There's never way too much food at Thanksgiving, dude. True. It's always going to get, you know, leftovers are popping. I made some soup the other day for the first time from scratch. I didn't make the stock from scratch, but I made the soup. With Thanksgiving leftovers? Nah, but it was fairly Thanksgiving-y, you know? <laughs> well, turkey soup? It was it was uh, pork neck soup. By the way... Yeah, it was good. Like uh like smoked pork necks and then like some broth and then a bunch of vegetables. I just cooked it for like a few hours. I don't oh, think I've ever had a, a pork neck. It's kinda like a ham hock kind of situation, but it's like right near the ribs, so you get like pieces of some of the like top of the rib meat and shit. Hella good. Damn. Yeah, it was lit. I was pretty proud of myself for making such a good soup the first time. I wanna make the stock from, from scratch next time. Or sometime in the future. That'd be fun. And call your boys over. Hell yeah, have a soup off. <laughs> call the homies. Yeah, we'll have a uh, Holy Wave Al Lover soupathon when I get back. Please. Yeah. You guys all eat meat, right? Yep. That's what's up. <laughs> I bet I could make good vegetarian soup too, though. But man, that, that 
pork in there just slow cooked and shit is yeah. like man you can't beat that how you doing uh julian slash andy ruiz 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 yeah you gotta roll that r ruiz i can't roll my r's bro ruiz i can't roll my r's ruiz ruiz works i'm gonna say ruiz (laughs) yeah is this the white boy pronunciation ruiz ruiz hi julian ruiz present so are you julian or andy what's what's up dude because i'm confused well my real name is julian first name first name all right um i wish i had an explanation for that's what my parents call me your parents call you andy was your middle name my middle name is peter (laughs) (laughs) it's all it's all fucked up <laughs> so yeah, I'm. Conf- I want answers too, you know. <laughs> oh, dude! All right. Well, I don't know. Joey was really adamant about me calling you Andy from now on. Well, I mean, you're welcome to. It doesn't matter. Well, I remember when we were on tour, and I remember there was another name. Like when I met you guys, yeah, and then I they told me in Oslo that you had another name, and then I remembered it for the tour, and I think I was calling you Andy on that tour because they were just like, yeah, we just everyone calls him Andy, and yeah. then uh, and then I forgot your Andy part of your name and just started calling you Julian again, and then Joey reminded me the other day. Well, I will say it's it's weird when like. I just meet someone and they hear Joey call me Andy and then they just roll with it because I'm like, that's not my name, you know? But like, we're homies, you know? You can call me whatever you want. All right. But that's definitely like what all the old homies call me. Yeah, and that's what he was kind of saying. And then he was like, yeah, you should call him Andy. And I was like... He's like, that's what every, like his friends call him. And, and I was like, oh, well, that makes me feel special that I get that <laughs> privilege. <laughs> he's he's probably trying to get a rise out of me, but doesn't, course, doesn't realize that it's not going to get a rise out of me. Can't phase you, bro. No way. So Julian Ruiz slash Andy Ruiz. Yes. Present on both accounts. Yes, sir. How was tour? I have to say... In the band Holy Wave that you're in. <laughs> uh, it's definitely our best East Coast experience so far. Uh, the New-, New York show was lit. It was fucking lit, yeah. And y'all's table with a crazy person. <laughs> we, st- <laughs> I, we don't have to get into it or name names, I just heard. No. It was just a funny experience. I was lucky enough to have fled... Oh, you fled the scene? I fled the scene for the... For the van? Sanctuary of the van, yeah. Sometimes you gotta do it, dude. I love it sometimes. (laughs) I'm like, man, thank you, van. Yeah, the van's always there for you. Um, At least, hopefully, it's always there for you when you come out. You gotta be careful in San Francisco. Yeah, I've never had... Man. I think at, at someone always should probably sleep in the van, like if you're in, in, in a city, you know? 
Yeah. If you're like a like a rural kind of like suburban area, you know what I'm saying? Like or a neighborhood esque kind of thing. Yeah. It's probably a little easier or easier to like rest uh heavy without well, worrying about it. The thing is every, we've only played there a couple times but we've never we've always just like played and left in SF. Yeah. Damn, you guys need a party in San Francisco. Dude. I know, we've never had the the experience. Damn. That's a travesty. Well, one day, you know. Yeah, one day. Maybe in LA too. You guys can stay at the crib whenever you uh, come to LA. <laughs> when I go. Please. I'm, I might move with you, man. Dude, let's roll, man. Road <laughs> trip. 2017. Cali Bound. Yeah, man. The West Coast is the best coast. I love Austin, but... I do enjoy my time in California. That's for sure. It's cool. It's a cool place. Um, so, speaking of California, should we uh, play your first jam? Please, yeah. Let's do it. So, Neil Young, Only Love Can Break Your Heart. Man, that's a sad one to start on. Yeah. Shit's weird right now, you know? Oh, yeah? Shit's always pretty weird. But this is a good one. Let's peep it. Neil Young.
Where'd you get into Neil Young, dude? Um, I had a stepdad mm-hmm. that uh, always played Harvest all the time. Nice. And that was when I f- first heard it. Him. Uh, Ryan actually kind of reintroduced him to me. Cause Recently? Ryan, no, like back in the day. Oh, okay, when you were like, yeah, when you were a little older. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I like to listen to this album all it the time. It is a good one. Um, this was the probably the first one that I... This or Harvest? This was the one that I... The first one that I like dove into. Yeah. I think it was... I think I got this one because my buddy uh, who now works at Moog, he like does graphic design at Moog in Asheville. Damn. Um, yeah. Shouts out to Logan. Uh, he, him and like a couple other homies were like really into Neil Young when I was like late teens, early twenties, I guess. And nice I, that, that's when I like really got into it. It wasn't one of those, like when I had like the early classic rock phase, you know, like middle school <laughs> when you like discover <laughs> weed and you're like, Jimi Hendrix. I like the doors. <laughs> they explain so much about life. Yeah. That's, uh. Yeah, Neil Young wasn't in my sphere at that point. But uh yeah, a little later. And then, you know, the stuff with the cra- with Crazy Horse, the harder stuff. Yeah. Like down by the river and all that shit. So good. That's that's definitely obvi- that's, you know, that's that's an obvious thing to sta- to yeah. state, but uh yeah, it's so good. He's a hell of a hell of a man. He's still, yeah, he's still rocking in California, dude, out there sitting on a lake with, like, sound system, like, perfectly. Have you heard about the sound system that he has at his house? No, I've, I heard that he's, like, trying to develop some, like, super high-quality streaming I heard about situation. that, too. Yeah. I don't know what it's all about. But. Was I talking to James about that last night? Maybe we were talking about that on the podcast last night. I can't remember. But, um... Yeah, apparently at his house he has this giant lake and like sound set up perfectly so when he's in the center of the lake the sound is like perfect. <laughs> That's the Jesus most baller Christ. shit on the planet, dude. Yeah. That's so sick. I can't believe. That. It's funny cuz he's like subjecting nature to all this like this racket. I mean, obviously it's good music, but to nature, they're probably just like, what the fuck is this? Like the animals are like, what's happening? Why is there such this loud, mellow music? He's yeah. He's probably jamming Drake hard out, out in the middle of the lake. He's like, yeah, he's like, he's got, I got to represent for my Canadian brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big, check out what Drake's doing. He's a Drake head. I'm a Drake head. I definitely have started to like Drake within the last two years. I, I dabble, dude. Dabble that one dance track is fire. Wait, wh- which the which one, one that's are like it's more about? like upbeat. It's like I need a one dance. Yeah, it's like kind of Caribbean sounding, like yep. dance hall a little bit. That's a heater, dude. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a heater. Um, I just really like that beat. It's super minimal. Um, but yeah, shouts out to all the Canadians out there making great music. We yeah. love you. Um, what about the Brits? How about the Brits? We love the Brits over here too. A little too much. A little too much. It's it borders onto like what they say, like the America's fetishism of of Britain. Like 
that were like we just like never really cut the umbilical cord from like from mama <laughs> man I, i've never really thought about that but yeah straight up but um <clears throat> the next track you want to introduce it because i don't you know i don't really know about this shoegaze shit bro i don't really like fuck with it well i put this song on here because just to piss me off first of all to piss you off (laughs) (laughs) i don't know this is just like this is kind of a song that our band is kind of like founded on i'd say just reminds me of taking ecstasy it's woozy man i like this track like i i remember like this is off loveless right yeah yeah so i remember getting loveless and uh and like um yeah really like fucking with it for a while like this was later on down like i had known about this band forever which is obviously everyone my bloody valentine yeah and um you know i had homies that were into them back in the day but i uh i never got into them and i listened to this record for a while and i actually like remixed a couple songs on it but never put it out dude sampled pieces of it and then like i can't even remember where i don't even think i have them anymore um but uh quit holding out no it's not it's really not good (laughs) (laughs) it's really like i could probably do it now better than i could then but like with this particular sound yeah um but what's the name of this track this is to hear knows when dude the like whatever like effect on the guitar that's like warbling it in and out of pitch man is fucking so sick I've like watched YouTube videos trying to figure, figure out, out. <laughs> what, what the hell is going on in this song. If YouTube doesn't have a video about what's going on about something, then you know you'll never know. Oh, they do. They do? Yeah. So how is it explained? Well, I mean, they have people that kind of, they figured out, they figured it out. Uh, like with the what they chain? had yeah it's like you know it's like three different delays mm-hmm. and like working know. in a time like so they kind of phase or like um i don't i don't know what you call this particular delay but uh-huh. uh yeah I, I i there's no way i could do it <laughs> Well, I I mean, yeah, I'm sure that there are people that are able to emulate it at this point, but like just this, and this is what I, you know, like I, I fucking give you shit about the shoegaze thing, but it's just a joke. No, I know. Um, you know, I, I don't ever really listen to it that much, but I do enjoy it. Um, I enjoy it. Like I don't enjoy a live shoegaze thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, this is st- still the best live uh, performance I've ever seen. I've heard live; it's pretty intense, though. It is super intense. Yeah, and, and it's loud as fuck too. They go crazy. But they're kind it. of an exception, I'd say. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are kind of like the f- building block of it. Yeah. They're the cornerstone, right? Yeah, I, I would, I would have to say so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's check this track out cause it is good as fuck. Um, so to hear knows when from my bloody Valentine, y'all know it. 
Dude, that shit is like a plane going down in <laughs> slow motion, That's dude. Exactly what it sounds like it to does. me. That's fucking crazy. As soon as you mentioned that, like I could see it in my mind's eye. Yeah. Is it? You know what I really like? It sounds like it's got like an electronic drum loop. Yeah. Um, I I want to say that's what's going on. Yeah. It's really locked in. I feel like... So they had a live drummer too though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I bet that shit is crazy hard to drum to. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. Uh, but man... Have you ever drummed to a a, a click track Actually, or like or like a drum loop? Do you guys ever do that? So I bought for Ryan's birthday. I bought him this like seventies ace tone rhythm ace, like an old drum machine. Wow, man, that's a really good gift. And uh, when we're we're demoing a bunch of songs right now, mm-hmm. and on a couple of them, I just played along to the drum machine. You know, you might phase yourself out you might have just phased phased yourself I realized out of the that. band yeah we had a good run though you know <laughs> <laughs> but i i was very surprised at uh how easy it was to play along to uh, to something like that yeah. i thought i was going to botch it but uh yeah ended up being awesome was it easy? It was so it was easier than you thought it would be to be able to lock in like that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's cool. I mean, those things aren't perfect though either. Like obviously, like your no. your your clicking with it and it and it keeps better time, but it's still like you can't just play that with like a looped, like an electronically looped thing, like something. Yeah, newer, I wouldn't. Like it'll I wouldn't f- try to fuck with that. Yeah. I'm sorry for, for cursing. Yeah, dude, this is a family podcast, uh, family-oriented content, man. There's kids out there listening. I wouldn't freak with that, (laughs) is what I was trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) Good. All right. Um, But yeah, it seems crazy to... uh, to do that like i i've definitely like tried to play drums with like headphones on yeah like, listening to something and yeah i mean obviously i'm not a good drummer or anything but um i can do okay you know yeah but it's 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 tough to like lock into that and and really like keep it in there and then do all the weird fills and stuff like that and be back like right in time man have you seen uh part-time play any of those the recent shows they've played here uh, are they from here? They're well. They're from all over, but they're based in L.A. But uh, homeboys from El Paso. Joey was talking about them, and I feel like I saw them play at Hotel Vegas like a few months ago. Their drummer played with with the click like perfectly, mm-hmm. flawlessly. It was so good. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, they're great. I guess like when you're when you're recording, do you guys do you guys uh, do that? Do you use a click at all? No, That's just just play the song. Just play the goddamn song. Or we're, so have all y'all's records been recorded uh, live and just like sectioned? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll do like the core, bass, drums, guitar. Mm-hmm. Just lay that down and and uh, just track on top of that. 
So you guys, that's usually your formula is like bass and drums at the same time. Yeah, that 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 usually works out. That's cool. I always wonder about that. I kind of, I mean, I kind of have an understanding of how like the basic foundation of live recording is. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that's like a standard thing that everyone does. But you know, I've heard different people, different people do things different ways. Yeah, I mean, me and Dusty are just really used to like a glove. Yeah. In the pocket. Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, you guys are pretty groovy. You guys are a groovy band. Well, shucks. <laughs> it is. It's a. It's a. It's a groovy. Uh, it's a groovy function. I really do enjoy. Oh, thank you. Watching you guys play. What was the show that? Oh man, you guys. When was the last? You remember when you guys played Barracuda? We played the show together. I think I play. I think I opened up. Was it the uh, Pitchfork Radio thing? No, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's been a there's been a couple of them. Yeah, that's true. I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head. It was uh, it was definitely when Barracuda was like pretty fresh. Pretty fresh, yeah. It's a good show. Oh yeah, I had to play after you guys, and that sucked because you guys. <laughs> 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 you guys ripped the fucking house down and then you know obviously like you were the headliners of the show and then i had to play after they thought it would be a good idea since i make electronic music to play after the headlining band and i was like are you sure <laughs> i for the record i think it was great you think that you you think that you remember it being great it was <laughs> uh you I mean, guys were great. I think I probably had a good set, but the crowd wasn't that great. But that's yeah. okay. It was fun. Yeah. Um, that remember that show we played in um Copenhagen? Yep. That shit was fun. That was that was awesome though. I think the the roles were kind of reversed that night. Yeah, I opened up for you guys. But you had the crowd. Did I? No. No, you guys had a good crowd that night. I don't remember it being so hot in Christiania. Really? Yeah, in Christiania. Maybe I'm tripping. Lopin? Lopin? Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you're just trying to make up a good story to make me look cooler than I really am, bro. I'm but remember not, what? Do I'm you not remember? smart enough to do that kind of thing. Yes, you are, bro. Believe in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> don't, do, don't be throwing those curveballs at me, bro. Trying to Jedi mind trick me. Uh, Don, do you remember meeting my homie Luke? Yeah, Luke yeah. Riley. Riley. Luke Riley. Pink Slime? Punk Slime. Punk Slime. Yeah, shout out to Luke. What's up? Um, over there in Sweden. He's a British guy, right? He's a British guy. Yeah, I, uh, I actually saw him when I was on tour. Played a show at this crazy place. It was like this baller-ass seafood restaurant. What? The? In Stockholm. Like, top-notch. And we got to, like the crazy meal beforehand like like i had like oysters and this like crazy french like fish dish and it was like fucking delicious food and then in the back of this club or in the back of the restaurant there was a little club and it was almost like a like a like a club club not like a like a music venue club like it was like you had to be like a a booty club kind of situation i mean for for stockholm which is you know it's kind of strange but um yeah there was like uh him and uh 
the other homie DJ'd, and then this guy from that band Les Big Bird. You know yeah. Him? Yeah, he DJ'd too. And then he was on Mushrooms. Uh oh. Yeah, he like DJ'd and then took Mushrooms for my set, and then afterwards was like, "Yeah, man, that was great. I gotta go though." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, "All right, cool, man." And uh, and uh, yeah, it was like. Taking the idea of taking acid in Stockholm sounds weird, dude. I was gonna ask if you if you ever do stuff like that overseas. Oh, dude, I'll take uh, MDMA. Yeah, obviously MDMA is huge over there, and you know coke, obviously. Yeah, took some ketamine when I was there last time. Oh just like my a little god, bit. not a lot. In the office, I will never do that again. I've only done it twice. It's not very. Fool me once. <laughs> it's not very exciting. <laughs> I've never been in a K hole though. Yeah. I don't think I want to be. Uh, let's see. James just texted me. Ooh. What does he got to say? Let's What's up, see. Ozzy? He said, "Twas fun podcasting last night." <laughs> With an exclamation point. That's fucking awesome. Hopefully it's usable and not too slurry. There's just so much to talk about. Oh, I love James. I'm going to write him back. Thanks, homie. I had a great time, too. I think it's going to be a good one. Oh. Y'all should get some some buddy tats. Of, uh, Of what? Like, uh film a film cell yeah we were described so last night we were describing some of his photographs over the <laughs> on the microphones <laughs> just like try <laughs> it was so fucking funny oh, like man. just like the idea of describing uh, a picture over the air <laughs> is just kind of hilarious but he was all into it he was doing a good job too but he was he was uh he was pumped he's a magic man he is a magic man Total Control? Yes, sir. Tell me about this track. Well... Love Performance. Last track on what I'm pretty sure is their first LP. I think it LP. is. Head, hedge, uh, hedge Fund? No. <laughs> hinge, hinge Beat. Hinge Beat. Yeah, this was, what, this was the record that I was introduced to them to. I remember I was in Oakland. I think I was playing a show and my buddy um, Dara... Shouts out to Dara Skelton over there in Oakland. Um, he's got a dope festival, Oakland Echo, that he does over there. That's pretty sick. Got to see Martin Rev play. Ooh. It was fucking crazy. And not that tight. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so tight. Uh, all right. Because it was like... It was like um, so he had like two... SP 404 samplers like set up yeah and then he had a keyboard and he just played beats and then just ran his hands over the keyboard for like 45 minutes fuck all y'all it was fucking awesome but it was it was like atrocious to listen to yeah and that like I was sitting there watching I was like up above because in uh in the venue they have this like balcony and um and yeah I was just like watching him doing he's like and it was I was just like this is the most punk shit I've ever seen in my life and I fucking just need to go away right now <laughs> cuz it sounds like shit. Yeah, I don't know if I'd stick around for that. Oh, uh, I I'm, maybe no, I for mean, maybe for a minute. 
I definitely was loving it. Yeah. Because it was just so absurd, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was hard to listen to. And I mean, that's kind of the point. That's kind of where suicide kind of, that's, that's what they were doing, which is so the, fucking cool. The abrasive. Just fuck you. Like, yeah. yeah. Obviously, you know, total control wouldn't exist without suicide. Yeah. But that's, that was back to my point was that I, um, that's a slight uh, deviation there, but, um, that my buddy was playing a song it was it was a track I can't remember what it was what it was called but it was real like kind of spaceman three sounding, um, and I was just like what the fuck is this? Ran over and he showed me the record. I remember it because it was, has that like really ugly yeah. cover. It <laughs> like looks the like red. they did it on like MS Paint. Or <laughs> yeah, something. totally. It's <laughs> sick. Yeah, it's so sick. But yeah, it's 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 a pretty memorable cover in in how like absurd it is. It's uh, this band can't seem to do anything wrong no they really can't can they but uh yeah this was easily the best show i saw Mm, that was 2015 actually but best show of the year i think that i saw them pretty sure in sf with uh the ocs i think they played at the eagle with the ocs that would make sense. I'm pretty sure they have like a they have a split. Well, they have a, it was a it was around the time of the split. Yeah. Um so I'm like 90% sure that I've seen them, but those shows in like the early early the early 2010s, <laughs> <laughs> the early 2010s. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the early 2010s. The roaring 2010s. <laughs> <laughs> they got a little blurry there. Yeah. That was that was sick to be in SF during that time though. Like 2000, I remember. I think I saw the OCs for the first time around like 2009, 2010. I moved there in 2008, and then was like, it was around that time. And that shit, being around that shit, that was popping in San Francisco with Ty Siegel and like the OCs. And, I can't imagine. Man, it was, it was like the Bowery type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like in my mind. Yeah. Like, that was a special time for San Francisco music. Damn. It was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was cool, man. It was it was an interesting time to be around. I mean, I think there's a the same things happening here, you know? And has been, obviously, for a while, but there's definitely some really cool shit happening here. Yeah, I think at, at that time I was probably uh, following Ringo Death Star around. <laughs> like a creepy little fanboy. <laughs> Still love them. They're yeah. amazing. Shouts out to Ringo Death Star. Yeah. Uh label mate of the Reverberation Appreciation Society. Oh yeah, we're label mates, bro. All of us. Boom. Yeah. I feel uh I feel stoked to have put a record out with them. It's uh, I mean, it's like a perfect home. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh, I got a new tape coming out soon. What is it all about? Is it the Noia side? No, the Noia side's out. It's uh, that was Fuzz Club. Shouts out Fuzz Club. What's up, Casper? Casper, Alex, what's up? Oh, I <laughs> fucking love those people. Um, yeah, that's out. But then you know the Crash Symbols label. There's a cassette label. I've I've heard of. I, I don't know anybody that's on it though. Me. Besides the great Al Lover. The late, 
the late the the late and great <laughs> not the late <laughs> <laughs> not the late not the late not yet just the great um yeah no i got a new one coming out with them like soonish well why don't you hook me up with the uh advanced copy i'll uh i can send you the the files if you want to hear the hear the record on mp3 please i will do that it's a it's an existential record existential instrumental record oh, i don't know if i can do that right now it's pretty rare it's pretty weird it's definitely <laughs> the weirdest thing i've made it's called interference patterns i wonder if it'll be out by the time this airs well, i hope so buy my record or buy my tape interference patterns from uh crash symbols records this will probably be in like february march buy that shit buy that shit uh yeah so i had an existential crisis in paris last year and uh made this weird music that's like it's like i tried to were you like stuck there i was no i was i was like in between a tour and then like a couple other shows because i wanted to stay in europe for a little while so i took two weeks and stayed in paris and got like airbnb nice and then uh i kicked it with tomas top five people in the world shout out tomas what's up man damn tomas yeah i love that motherfucker yeah he got me a gig a dj gig at this bar that uh that he was uh it's like his one of his local spots that was pretty fun um but no i just had like a weird time in paris and made a record and it's it was all about it's called interference patterns and it's like i tried to take loops and like make them clash on purpose and see and see like how that'll work and and they like line up sometimes it comes they'll, around to they'll just up. yeah it's like it lines up sometimes i mean they're all on like a on a four four count but mm-hmm. they're timed and like some are shorter than others and longer it's like kind of like how they used to do with like uh actual tape loops and shit yeah like delia darbyshire or whatever her name is um but with on the computer and yeah it's pretty fucking weird man i'm I, stoked on it though i, I was listening to, to it today i made the cover art for it today Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's all about the uh it's called uh interference patterns um meditations on a holographic universe by Al Lover. It's Damn. supposed to be like a new, it's kind of like a new age tape. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't know. Um but yeah, I should be out by this time, so hopefully uh people will dig it. But yes, yeah, I'm going to stop talking about me so we can listen to Total Control <laughs> cuz they're way tighter. Uh, this is Total Control Love Performance from their first record, uh, Inge Beat. Alright. Days. 
second <laughs> <laughs> yeah total control with that randy newman vibe <laughs> you got a friend in me you know yeah no uh yeah you said that <laughs> you said <laughs> with the gary newman vibe and i just had ryan Symbol, yeah, uh, on here, and he had a couple of those Nielsen plays uh, Newman, yeah, and so the first thing that clicked into my head was <laughs> was Randy <laughs> Newman, and I was like, that's why it took me a second to respond because I was like, does it is there yeah, <laughs> is it's, there a it's two different two different beasts. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally trying to process if there was a Randy Newman vibe to that song for like two <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Maybe there is. Uh, that was fucking I'm, funny. I say highly doubtful though. Yeah, no, no. That are there is some uh, <laughs> some Gary Newman vibes though. Yeah, yeah. Manic, fucking speed riddled <laughs> Gary Newman. Yeah. Yeah, the paranoia. That was always the thing that I liked about his Gary Newman shit was like there was this aspect of paranoia. Yeah. Of of like the future. It's you know like, what I'm saying? It was like dystopian music. Yeah, it really was, man. And um that was always an element. There's always like the like the little dude like hiding in the shadow and like on the record cover or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's Damn. got this his own little like world of uh this future that we're kind of moving into for sure with like artificial intelligence like about to pop off and like we're about to have driverless cars and all sorts of weird Man, shit i am not gonna fuck with driverless cars that's you know, I was listening to something the other day. So I think they were actually talking on a podcast about it and they were like think about how many accidents happen because of human drivers a year yeah. It's like if if they can like that's the human error I think is the thing and like if they're able to program the cars correctly then it's going to like be there's going to be less accidents than there would by human error. But then they're talking about like well what do you do what it like say if the car is deciding and it's crashing to hit an old woman or an infant, like how do you even make that decision to put that into the processing system and shit? That's fucking crazy. I don't, 
I don't want to be part of the uh, the trial run on driverless. Car- oh, you know. Hell no. But yeah, I mean, I think that it could possibly work. I mean, I, I love driving. Driving, driving is. I do too. Soothing to me. I do love driving too, except for through the desert. Yeah, except driving to El Paso. <laughs> that is definitely the worst drive ever. There's, there's probably nothing, worse drives, bro. There's nothing for eight hours. I uh, I remember um, I went to James's wedding. Yeah. And uh, it was out in like West Texas somewhere. Ma- Marathon? Yeah, Marathon. Driving there was crazy. Like it was bleak, dude. Yeah. But I microdosed on the drive. <laughs> and it was like it made it way more interesting. Dude, I really want to get into microdosing. I've been dabbling. Yeah. In like social situations, like I like it more than like, cause obviously you want to like go out and you want to have a good time. You want to drink and you want to be awake. So most people will be doing cocaine. Yeah. Which is the obvious go to. Uh, but I was like, well, let me like just do this to kind of like not really consider about the Coke, like think about the Coke. And it actually was tight cause you get that burst of energy, like just yeah. a little bit of like mushrooms. And you're like, for me, I'm like jovial and like, you know, in good spirits and everything's a little existential and weird. Like, you know, you're starting to see over the, like peer over the little, like uh curtain or whatever. Yeah. But you're not like going all the way into everything's just being like, that's exactly where I want to be. It's a good place to be <laughs> highly, highly uh, recommend the micro dosing. Um, but yeah, should we, should we uh, continue? Yeah, let's trudge on. Trudge. We're trudging, y'all. Trudge life. <laughs> so the next one locally uh, known and revered, the hidden ritual of Austin, Texas. That is one of the dopest band names. I agree. They, uh, they're, I don't know, they're another band that I feel just can't do anything wrong. Yeah, uh they got the new they got a new record that just came out, right? Yeah, it's called Always. Always. And this one is this one from Always or is this one from uh, Zebra? Yeah, this is Zebra from one. Zebra Bottle. Zebra Bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very special group of individuals. Yeah, they're amazing, man. They're definitely up there for me for the the Austin uh Austin man. bands. Honestly, that they're one of the best bands in America, as far as I'm concerned, right now. They're they're just on point, man. Yeah, they really are. Um, I think we should listen to the track and then talk about it for a second. Yeah, let's do it. I really like this video too. The 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 cell phone video footage. Yeah, with like the, the cockroach like yeah. on his back. My favorite part of that video is when they do the little guitar lick, but they show the piano player <laughs> yeah. playing it on the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, it's, it just plays the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That shit had me rolling when I watched it, dude. Like it's. Obviously not coming from the keys, but. 
that alone, like the song's already dope as hell, but that just had me. I was just like, that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a music video. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, let's check it out. Hidden Ritual, Dusty Dagger, off there. Uh, it's this is older zebra older record. Bottle. Yeah, zebra, zebra bottle. bottle. All right. Straight up jam. Smooth Ryan on the bass, man. Yeah? He's a shredder. I've heard about Smooth Ryan. He, Joey was mentioning Smooth Ryan. Yeah. Did not he, Stinky Ryan. Not Stinky Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was like, because you know, it's like the obvious uh, <laughs> Like <laughs> Poor Ryan. For the record, he doesn't smell, but... uh. You gotta be able to differentiate. He was like, "Yeah, it's smooth and stinky, obviously." Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, "Yo, shouldn't he be like Rough Ryan or something?" He was like, "Nah, it sounds too cool or something." Yeah, that sounds like DMX. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Ryan, gonna give it to you. Gonna give it to you. Rough Ryan. Rough Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm gonna start calling him Rough Ryan. I think I might do it too. Just, I don't. He must. There's no way he's into Stinky Ryan. I don't know how anyone could be. But it's lasted this long. How long has it been going on for? Uh, maybe like two years. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wasn't. I guess. Hmm. How long have I known you guys? Was that 2014? Um, when we met in Oslo, right? Yeah. That was. Yeah, that was fall of. 2014 so that was that's been about two years so i bet i was right i was there at the beginning beginning of the stink (laughs) (laughs) but starting today he's rough ryan i like rough ryan i think it's pretty just to say it like rough rider is pretty funny rough ryan (laughs) that's perfect all right it's it's started it's deemed yeah, he's, a, he's deemed Rough Ryan now. It's a new, it's a new age. It's a new age, the dawn of a new age. You know, Trump's president, Stinky Ryan's Rough Ryan. Yeah, you got to turn a negative into a positive. That's the that's the goal of 2017. Oh man, it's a metaphor, bro. I'm scared. Don't be scared. But at least we have Rough Ryan. We got Rough Ryan, dude. He's got our back. So, uh, Stereo Lab. That is, uh, this is like the, the mood of our whole band right now. It's a good place to be. Can't get enough stereo lab. They are, yeah, they're, they're kind of like no other thing. I agree. And that's, that I was, uh, been kind of talking about this, like the idea of like influence and like when there's bands that are obviously influenced by a particular band, everyone is like that in the beginning, I think. And then you just grow. Yeah. Um, like when you hear a band that you can obviously like, Oh, I placed that influence. I love it when I can either not place the influence because of either like my ignorance or that I can place all the, all the different parts of the influences and how they've kind of like molded together into a new idea. Yeah. And this is a band that, you know, like encompasses that, like the latter, like all these little trinkets that they just kind of throw in to this completely new thing. Yeah, totally. Like, uh, this track in particular, going back to suicide, Mm -hmm. it's got the, it is very suicidal. It's a very suicidal track. <laughs> this one, this uh, Stereo Lab track, just has that pulsating. Yeah. Whatever. But the crazy thing Arpeggiation, is, is, I guess, it's is what it is. Definitely got the crowd thing going on. Mm-hmm. This is this is influ- this this informed the noise side. I was just about to say, yeah. man. Well, th- I think that. And that, like, with that record that I made, is, like, that's, you can see where those two bands, like, what they meant. You know what I'm saying? And you you can go back to, like, all the music that we love, like, all these bands. Yeah, those are two very heavily cherished bands. Yeah. By a lot of our peers, probably most of our peers, you know? Yeah, I would say that they're probably in top five whether people know it or not 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, the uh, the Kraut and the uh, and the and the proto electronic whatever the fuck suicide were. Yeah. What a great band! But yeah, man. But this track definitely. Rest in peace. Yeah, Alan. for sure. Definitely encompasses uh, that sound perfectly. I'd say. I agree. And then they sprinkle a little something on top, too, just to keep you guessing. So let's check out Stereolab, one of the greatest bands of the world ever now, with uh, OLV26.
repetition, bro. And I love it. And that like they put that like French yaya pop kind of thing like on top of that. Like the juxtaposition of that is just It's perfect. Yeah. Oh only they could have done it, you know. Yeah, it's you know, there was a lot of cool like you know, that like French like cold wave shit. Which was like, you know, it was kind of like eighties. That you can see a bit of that in there too, you know, and and oh, it's just, man, I really, I honestly, I don't know much about uh, any of those bands. I would love to know. I don't know much. I've definitely got a couple comps. Yeah, I'll definitely um, <clears throat> come through. Yeah, I'll I'll put you up on for sure. But yeah, my buddy Aaron from um from that band Pal, Aaron Deco. He was on the podcast, and he had a song from that band Ruth. Have you ever heard that band Ruth? No. Oh, dude, it's uh, it's like one to I'll, I'll send you a link to it. It's fucking dope. Awesome. Um, but yeah, just that minimal repetition and like the removal. You know what I'm saying? Like the removal. It's so. <sighs> but there's also some really pretty like soft melodies over the the whole thing that it, I don't know and her voice is just like velvet. Oh yeah, I know. It's insane. Um I think what I was trying to say is like the the idea of that sound it sounds like they're removed. You know what I'm saying? Stereo Lab always sound like they were removed from what like there was a healthy bit of space between them and like the song like yeah. in this weird way and I don't know what it is. I guess it's that kind of French standoffish kind of <laughs> maybe maybe so <laughs> shouts out to all the french homies though uh we're not stereotyping over here not too much no everybody stereotypes the french though um it's up tomas tomas is a breed of his own <laughs> a beautiful human he's a beautiful human being everybody's a beautiful human being in their own way though so uh felt yes is type of fabric True. it's also a past tense past tense uh a feeling a feeling or like if you felt something you touched it is that a feeling you feeled it you done fielded it you feeled it it's a field recording um so what's up with felt well ryan showed me this song uh maybe like three or four years ago and we just kind of listened to it on repeat for a really long time three or four years it's been about three or four years <laughs> on loop and uh <laughs> just just only like i don't in know the background we just i don't know i think uh we're suckers for uh for just really pretty music and it's just a really beautiful song. Where are they from? Are they English? This is a English band, yeah, I believe Birmingham. Birmingham. Crumbling the Antiseptic Beauty. It's a heavy title. Yeah, there's a lot of uh It's pretty um This guy has a lot to say. <laughs> I'll say I don't that. I don't have a lot to say. <laughs> I'm pretty high, so um 
Yeah, Felt. Yeah, Fortune is the track. Fortune is the track. Fortune 500. Let's check it out. vocal uh i don't think he's shy about about that fact i don't think he should be no he i'd say he uh i don't know he he took it and ran with it somewhere really good didn't didn't they say that uh 
they named this band. I think I read on the Wikipedia page that they named this band off of Tom Verlaine's uh, the way he see, says the word felt the, in a certain song. I would not be surprised. I gotta I gotta rewiki this because okay. uh, it's gotta be because I was just kind of reading about it. Um, need an assistant. <laughs> Especially since I can't Is that it? The felt or is it felt? It's just felt Yeah I think I've I've read a little bit about them Yeah the, This, the this guy just n- goes by Lawrence <laughs> <laughs> The singer Just Lawrence <laughs> He's a mysterious guy Is he, a, is he on a house arrest? Oh, yeah, there it is. Look. Yeah, the song Venus. Emphasis of the word felt <laughs> in the television song Venus. Interesting. I had no idea. That is funny. That's a good song, though. Dude, I got to see... Um, were you guys at Desert Days this year? No, I, I've always wanted to play that festival. It was... They definitely stepped it up this year. It was really great. I heard... But um, yeah, I got to see television play Marky Moon under a full moon on the moon stage that they had. That was of like course. Ba- <laughs> I was like, oh, of course, of course, I like, missed that one. No, no, of course, it was just like the most <laughs> hippy dippy kind of like it was like a bucket list moment that I didn't even know was on my bucket list. It was sick. But they play, they play really well still. They were killing it, dude, killing it for some old farts. Yeah. <laughs> are belong old farts or are they young um humans i honestly i don't know anything about these guys because you can't really find anything about them uh i know they're from new orleans and i know that this record came out in 2012 mm-hmm. um cranky on cranky do you fuck with that label at all um i mean the I was introduced to Cranky through the early, like the first Deer Hunter stuff Mm. that I'm a big fan of. Yeah. I never Mm. fuck with Deer Hunter that much. Yeah. Uh, They've definitely... I like it though. Yeah. But uh, no, I don't really know too much about Cranky Records. Atlas Sound too, right? Yeah. His other band? Yeah. He's from Atlanta, right? Yeah. What's his name? Bradford Cox. Yeah, Bradford Cox. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's dope. They they played Levitation a couple years ago, right? Yeah. They're they're actually playing here uh at the end of January and I really want to play that show. Dude, you better holler at your manager. What's up, Sophia? Sophia, where are you at? Should send her an email. Oh, I she I think she's uh she's probably hard at work on it. She's hustling. She's hustling. That's what's up. That would be a good show, man. I agree. It would be a, a a small little dream come true. By the time this airs, I hope that your dream has come true. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I'll pray to Rough Ryan <laughs> that uh, my dreams come to fruition. You got yeah. You got to sacrifice at the altar of Rough Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, like a statue, a cactus statue. Yeah. Really. <laughs> little stinky statue (laughs) (laughs) 
Just kidding, Ryan. I love you, man. Come on, man. It's the end of an era. It's a new. It's a dawn of a new day. He's rough. He's rough. Rough, rugged, and raw. Um. So yeah, this this these dudes belong. I had never heard them before, but I do always like things that are on Cranky Records. Um. I have not heard a record on Cranky that I wasn't at least thought was interesting. Yeah, I got to I got to dive further in in the catalog. Do you ever fuck with Disappears? Um I only know one song of theirs. Uh it's oh man, what is that song? It's a it's the first track on like two records ago. I don't know. I I listened to it a whole lot, but uh I think Dusty's gotten into them since yeah, they. Uh, I've got their last two records, and I played. I actually played before them at Desert Days in like it's probably 2013, 2014, and I actually like had a really good set that night, and I was pumped. And then they came on, and it was just, it's they're mind-blowingly good, dude. Damn, it's weird, like minimal post-punk yeah. dub, like dub, dark dub. Yeah, like it's. Dude, it's so good. Disappears huh. is so good. Um, highly recommended. Noted. It was one of the best shows I've seen, like in the last like eight years, probably. I know they did like a, they like performed David Bowie's. Uh, they did like Low in its entirety or something recently. Really? If if I'm not I hadn't mistaken. I heard about that. That's sick. Yeah. That's a hell of a record. Yeah. Do you Speaking know, of the crowd influence. Yeah, that's uh all over this track. And man, would t- totally not have heard of Belong if it wasn't for uh our friend Cyrus Cyrus Shamir. Shout out to Cyrus. Yeah. What's up, Cyrus? He's out in LA now. <sighs> yeah. I was I w- you know it was funny I was just thinking about that when I was like trying to convince Jamie to move to LA yeah. shout out Jamie he's gonna be on a future episode Nest Egg um, from Asheville I was like yeah bro like you know we should go to LA and then I was like thinking about it I was like Cyrus is there I'd be <laughs> so sick to collab with Jamie and Cyrus on some shit dude. I would oh man I would love that those guys are geniuses yeah and uh yeah the nec was so great played mm-hmm. with them a bunch of times yeah nest egg is like at the top of their game right now have you heard any of the new recordings no jamie played me some like uh when i was in Asheville like a couple times ago they're going in yeah yeah well, they're going i mean in. we heard them live and uh, they're incredible live man i'm very excited for them yeah me too. I can't wait for the new record to come out. I don't know uh, when it is, but uh, it's going to be dope. Yeah. Yeah. And then had you ever heard any of, um, you know, Ross? Yeah. He that plays bass. I don't, I, I only met him from playing with uh, Nest Egg. I don't know any of his previous. Uh, he had some like atmospheric ambient shit called Villages. Oh shit! That is so dope, dude. Yeah, awesome. He's he's a G man. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. And then I uh, last time I was in Asheville um, and played a show was with Jamie and Ross, and they have a new project called like Debt Collectors or something. 
<laughs> that is just them like sitting down like facing each other with like just synths on multiple synths on each side and just they get their like tangerine dream on it's sick hell yeah yeah um but yeah shall we uh shall we move on to belong perfect life i think we should and i think we shall perfect song perfect life (laughs) is the name of the song yeah
going in on that one. Yeah. That is such a good song. Uh, Taking you to another planet, dude. They just like... It's so strange to me that they were able to, to blend like the... I don't know. I really hear like a Joy Division, New Order totally. sound, but the saturation of the music is like total My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, it's hot. It's it's getting ran in hot, and it's and yeah, it's got not... the that be, that beat that just like doesn't stop. And, and then that wall. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, my ideal music. Yeah, I uh, you know that was a thing that when I was kind of exploring like elements of the shoegaze stuff. Yeah. Um, that a lot of it to me got a little sleepy sometimes. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I'm all about, but I also sometimes I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I really want to. Small doses. That. Yeah. But the, the, the building upon like the idea of the wall of sound, you know, into, to where it's like, it's like a it's like a serious fortress. It's like a wall of China of sound. You yeah, know what I'm saying like absolutely serious wall. That's one of the greatest things to me uh, when a band pulls off a, a serious wall of sound live. Yeah. But uh, honestly, I think you've pulled off a pretty good wall of sound by yourself. Thanks, in man. the live setting, it's that's a very heavy full sound that you achieved thanks man yeah i've tried you know it's it's different like it would be cool to be able to like run everything out through amps and like do something like that i've seen dudes that do electronic stuff do that before like that dude the bug there's it's like this like british he's like some like dubstep producer or something but not like in a like a whack way like he's actually pretty sick um and he runs his bass through like two like um orange stacks like bass stacks and the shit i played this festival in um in portugal and he played and i was there during a sound check in the afternoon because i was like there to like do i can't i was like meeting up with the guys from the festival or something and that shit was crazy loud yeah it was intense I also, uh, Michelle Rother played that festival too with noise, with the noise shit. And I got to see that. That was another thing that was, didn't know it was on my bucket list till it happened. <laughs> it's seeing that, him play that shit. Like I saw him play a couple times on that tour cause they played Oslo that year too. Mm-hmm. I actually got to kick it with him and, um, it, that was pretty insane just meeting him and like then my friend was like showing him around showing him like the sculpture gardens in oslo and she was like annoyed <laughs> she was just like god damn this motherfucker is just trying to like go to see museums and shit <laughs> she was like she was annoyed she was <laughs> i had to do it <laughs> He's annoying. <laughs> Cleaners from Venus. Yes, sir. Who are these guys? This is one dude or like uh, two guys? Yep. I don't Ma- know who the fuck they are. I've heard the name though. The man is Martin Newell. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, somewhat of a songwriting genius. Uh, I think I think he's... I feel like more people are aware of him now than when these songs were out 
Okay. But uh, just thank you, just, internet. Thank you very much, internet. The uh, God, praise the God of the internet for that. Super prolific uh, songwriting machine, and he. Uh, I'm pretty sure he did all the recordings himself. Very like lo-fi. Sounds like it's on a Tascam. Okay. Porta Studio or something. Did he have was it, were his records released back in the day like on a label or was it? <laughs> I, Did he re- self-release his stuff? I think or? he self-released all his stuff, and uh, there's a there's a large Cleaners from Venus collection. I think got reissued by, I want to say Captured Tracks. I saw a couple years ago. Yeah, I could it's be like, wrong. It's like a big book, like yeah. a vinyl book of like the yeah. Okay, um, I saw that online, but uh, no, I I'd never. I mean, I've only seen this dude's name or the this name like on related YouTube videos of stuff that I've watched before. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Um, I always thought the name was kind of silly, so I just didn't like look into it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure you've heard only a shadow. That's like, uh, I don't know. That is a hit, as far as I'm concerned. This is. This is Corridor of Dreams. This is Corridor of Dreams. It's my personal favorite. Um, it's got, it's got that driving beat that I like, mm-hmm. and he, uh, he's got the the saxophone with all the delay on it, and uh, I do love a good sax. I don't know. It's just like a, I don't know, very comforting song to me. Let's check it out. Cleaners from Venus, the corridor of dreams. It's a car, it's our dreams, the game. 
Are you sure this isn't a Sade song? Just, just wait. <laughs> Definite dub vibes. Yeah, yeah, I can hear those. Yeah. All those Englishmen love their dub. I know. What's up with that? Let's talk about it. Cause I honestly don't know why. I mean, like, I don't know why they're so crazy about it. I don't know. Well, there's a big Caribbean culture there. You see, like, yeah. We're going to talk about some dub for a second. Please. We'll let, we'll let this play subtly in the background. Um, but, man, yeah, the influence of dub on English music culture is probably one of the most important things. Yeah, ever. I, I mean, I know it's there. Um it's just crazy to me that it wasn't like that for American music, I guess. Well, there wasn't that influx of Caribbean people. Like there were, you know, you got to think Britain is a really small island. And yeah. obviously they like had come over and like been in imperializing uh, Jamaica yeah. And so there's a lot of Jamaican and Caribbean immigrants, so therefore the music was there in a smaller setting. Um you know, it just it's just it just hit it, you know? I think I think like the Caribbean influence definitely had an effect in the South in the uh in the US with uh with you know, New Orleans and Florida and oh, yeah. kind of you know, the early R&B and stuff. Um but the reggae thing was just popping in the seventies. Like reggae was so good in the seventies. Like all the rock steady and the dub. Yeah. And uh, how can you not I, like love like the dub production? You know, like it's it's like so Connie good. Plank. Connie Plank was like a fan of reggae dub production, and like he produced all that fucking kraut rock shit. You know. I had no idea. 
Yeah, he was into the dub, man. Yeah, the, the I love they're all over the, the that space echo, you know. Dude, that's <laughs> the fucking geniuses of it, dude. Yeah, I I'll admit, like the extent of my dub knowledge is like King Tubby and like scientist mm-hmm. and. I've only, you know, stuck my toe in. There's a lot. And I mean, even for me, there's, you know, there's a bunch of, uh, you know, I'm not, I've known people that were like dub, like plate collectors, like 45s, like all like getting them all. But like, I'm pretty much like standards and then like a little bit like my 45 dub collection is not that popping, but I got a pretty good, uh, array of, of dub, um, 12 inches and LPs. Yeah. Uh, I love it though, man. It's just, it's, it's so cool. And to, to see what, how it filtered through England at that time and made its way into post-punk and all that stuff is like, that shit is just amazing. man. Yeah. I I felt that definitely on like, you know, Bella Lugosi's dead. The That's whole, a fucking reggae track. The dude. whole yeah, the whole intro yeah, is like, yeah, yeah. That's really it's cool. Amazing. That's one of the coolest. Like, I mean, it's like almost like what, like three minutes of like, yeah, <laughs> just drums dubbed out. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, that's a hell of a track, man. Definitely. And that's uh, I haven't really delved. Um, super far into them other than the Bella Lugosi's dead Bahas, yeah yeah I got a couple like I got the the single where um he does the uh the Eno song um third uncle huh and then the other side is another cover a Bowie cover it's pretty cool I can't remember which Bowie song it is though and cool. then I have like a like a greatest hits LP like Bauhaus like the, all their jams, but I always just go and listen to Bella Lugosi's Dead. Cause it's a hell of a hell of a track. I just you know, I'm sure there's plenty more. I have like one Love and Rockets LP I think, which was his other band. He was gonna play, man. He was gonna play Levitation. Was he really? Yeah. Well, I can't remember the dude's name, but um. Yeah, there he was. He was supposed to play Levitation, like with his new uh, thing. Peter Murphy. Peter Murphy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I was anxious to see. Ringo Destar, I think, uh, supported <laughs> Peter Murphy for really? for a string of dates, if I'm not mistaken. That's dope. Yeah. Sorry to keep bringing them up. Well, I know you're just a <laughs> fanboy, bro. It's cool, man. <laughs> You know, got to be a fan of somebody. Yeah. But yeah, that was, uh, I mean, we talked for a long time, but Cleaners from Venus. It's a strange, uh, strange band, strange guy. Yeah. I love that idea, man, of like the bedroom producer. Yeah, just a strange dude (laughs) making records in his room. I, I mean, that's what I did for a year. That's still what I do. Yeah. You know? And 
yeah, it's just like being like, I've never, I've had the, um, experience of being in a group. Like I was in a rap group. So it was like a bunch of MCs and DJs and stuff. And we were, we were crew and there was like a, the whole element of like, we would sit and write songs together and stuff like that. But it's not like being in a band where you, uh, you construct the, the whole thing together. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the dude makes the beat and then like the rappers rap, make Mm -hmm. the raps or something like that. So it's like a different, uh, it's a different dynamic to being in a group, but I've never been in like a band band, you know? Well, maybe you and uh, Cyrus and and Jamie can. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I gotta convince Jamie to move to L.A. Come on, Jamie. We can do it. Love you, Jamie. Jamie. If you're listening. Jamie Hepler. Harvey Leisure. Hamburger Hepler. Hamburger Hepler. Where are you? How are you? I hope you're well. Pretty sure my roommates are fucking right now. Oh. Pretty sure there's some some magic happening. Uh So, broadcast. Yes. Speaking of uh Stereo Lab, they kind of picked up where Stereo Lab left off. I feel like to a degree. I, yeah. Um, and it's weird how, I don't know, you definitely get that vibe, but they're both great in their own regards. Of course, yeah. They're not like each other at all. Yeah, but you can see how there's like a weird relation. I think a lot of it is the, the, there's an influence of like library records and soundtrack records that yeah. are really um, in the forefront for both those bands. Yeah. Like they were serious nerds about that shit. And there's like a, I don't know. There's like a, there's a sixties element to, to both bands that that's different for each one. But, uh, I don't know. They both have. Because there's also the trip hop element too. Yeah. Like that. Like, I mean, these guys were Birmingham, right? Another Birmingham band. Yeah, and that that was cool. I got to play there once. I've never. I I didn't get a pl- chance to like really spend time in town, but yeah. Just to know that 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 era was is such a huge influence on me like just being there and being like what the fuck was happening there like in the 90s yeah with the with the whole scene um man and uh yeah i i I never got a chance to see this band and it breaks my heart yeah yeah i didn't um because uh she died what was her name? Tr- Trish? Trish Keenan. She died, uh, I remember when she died a couple, a few years ago. I was living in San Francisco. It was like 2011, 2012 yeah. or something. My buddy, uh, Dan Allen, aka Linus, uh, shouts out to Linus. So Linus? We, uh, we had a place together in, uh, in San Francisco and it's actually the house that it, my roommates still have that I'm able to go like stay at whenever I'm there. Where actually at first 
few episodes of the podcast were recorded. Oh, wonderful. Um, while I was there last time, that was fun. Uh, but yeah, I remember he was a big broadcast guy. And he's the guy who kind of got me into Can. Uh, like I had heard of Can earlier when I was younger. Yeah, I knew a couple tracks, but then uh, he had the the um, Tago. What the fuck is Tago that? Mago? Yeah, Tago Mago in his car, and I had to like move his car, and it was in the CD player, and I just came on, and I was just like, <gasps> you just kept going with his car. Yeah, I just drove all the way to Germany. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great record. Yeah, it really is. And that's what really like kicked it uh into gear for me for Can. Yeah, that was a monumental moment. Um but yeah, another, you know, Kraut inspired obvious uh you know, the residual effects of of the of the cosmic music scene. Have you seen that documentary on on uh, YouTube, the BBC one, the uh, about Kraut music, yeah, yeah. That's, God, it's really good. It's really good, <laughs> dude. If anyone out there hasn't seen it, it's on YouTube and in in full, and it's so goddamn good. Yeah, it's inspiring. I think initially, what really got me about that was um, how they were really rebelling against like the past of, of of nazi germany you know like uh what was it like mobius was like a wasn't he uh um i think he was like a soldier or something like that or he was in the german army or some shit i think i'm not sure um but i I love when they show those early can shows oh dude and it just looks like the funnest thing ever Well, they were just weirdos, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, they're totally fucking going at it in there. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, people got to get it on, and there ain't no... Um, I told you there's no insulation in this house. So you, you gotta know. keep warm. Did. Yeah. It's all they could do. It's <laughs> they had no choice. <laughs> what is one to do? Uh come on, let's go. Broadcast. Shall mm. we? Yes, please. You won't find it by yourself. You're gonna need some help and you
change up at the end is so sick. I know, man. Yeah, they were uh, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, and uh, I just love her voice so much. Yeah, it's pretty beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) This is interesting. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Um, Yeah, we should probably just uh, go ahead and wrap it up here uh, with the next track. Just because things are getting weird. It's getting hot and heavy. (laughs) One room over. Well, hopefully they heat the whole goddamn house. They're just trying to keep warm. Goddamn. God bless them. Um, so, (laughs) 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 all right, The Wake is another English band. They were on Factory, right? Yes. Oh, and I forgot, I did a Google while the song was playing. It was Rodelius, not Mobius, who was an unwilling member of the Hitler Youth. No way. Yeah, which is just and I remember him that in that documentary they were like he was like he was like fuck that shit. He was like I wanted nothing to do with that old aspect and I think there was that aspect of in Germany that like in the 60s, you know, there was the, like the the um that rebellious kind of young art scene like was going on with the hippies too and yeah. they were just like I bet it was just even stronger that like, yo, fuck whatever this shit stands for. Yeah. Like we want nothing to do with it. Well, they, they did it. Yeah, they did. And I mean, that's, uh, James and I were talking about that yesterday, like the rebellious aspect of youth culture Yeah, that just says like, fuck what has been put before me. Like we're making some new shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that maybe that time is coming for America. I mean, I would say that yeah. I think there's some old ideologies that are dying off. Yeah. And um you know. Birth and death. Indeed. The wake melancholy man is the next track. So yeah, these guys were factory band from England. Or no, they were from um they were from um Scotland, right? From Glasgow. No. I, I didn't think, know. I think that's what the wiki says. I have a or I should say we have have a friend. Uh her name is Jacqueline Wardado. Shout and out she, Jacqueline. And she has a an uncanny ability of putting together perfect playlists. And I asked her to make me one. I should get her on the podcast, dude. I think you should too. Link it up. And uh, she showed me this song. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It's just another perfect song. So this is the song that Joey wanted to have on his... He had this on his list too. I told him he had to change it. Because you got back to me first with the list. Sorry, Joey. Sorry, Joey. But he uh, he put a cool like MGMT remix song instead in its place that was pretty dope. Huh. Yeah. Um, I know he played uh, he played you a uh, temporary secretary. I don't like that song. 
Joey loves that song. <laughs> Someone played it for us in Philadelphia, and yeah, he was telling me about it. I had to listen to it every day after that. Uh, it it makes me want to choke Paul McCartney. Poor guy. I don't. Lord knows what he's going through when he made that song. Uh, I think a lot of cocaine. Yeah. That's that's like. That's like uh yeah that's uh, you've done way too many rails within like a 15 minute period. And it's just not and you got him. a lot to do. It's not him at well, all. Well, the one thing that I like is that he was just trying it and that's in, like we were talking about the bedroom thing like that's what Joey was saying that record was just him. Yeah. Just fucking around at his house with like his toys, you know. He had all it's all synth like Aaron actually had another track uh can't remember it was like a kind of a racist name frozen jap or something Uh oh. that's from the same record and uh and that one was pretty cool but it was still you could tell that it was him doing it but it's like there's an aspect to that like when people started adopting electronic music and and we're still figuring it out that there's like this weird amateurism to these um bands that one would you know you would consider paul mccartney a master of his craft and that record just sounds like he's just trying to figure it out <laughs> from I, what i've heard on it yeah i mean it's just exploring he's experimenting with the new sound it's intriguing cool. be, the fact that i mean when you hear the song you find out that it's paul mccartney you're like no fucking way that's paul mccartney <laughs> yeah fuck that shit yeah I like the arpeggiation though. And it's cool. Like I just like that people are just doing I just like it when people make weird shit. Yeah, you, you know? can't you can't hate him for that. No, not at all. And it's like like I was saying with Martin Rev, it's like I love that spirit, but I don't want to listen to it all the time. No. You know? But you know, people break ground by doing what is like the opposite of what they would normally do, you know? Yeah. Challenging themselves. That's why, like, if if a band makes a record that's the same record over and over again, it's just like, why? why? Yeah. Why? Totally. You're just like your formula, maybe you're making, like, you, you're able to be consistent, but why? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. So, The Wake, Melancholy Man, shall we? Yes, we shall.
That was kind of one of those things that was a part of an aspect of the uh, the um, post-punk new wave thing was the removal. Yeah, um, that's that is definitely a standout track of theirs. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm I'm sorry. Well, I was just I was just uh, <laughs> talking about that element of the music i wonder what societally societally in england and you know europe for that matter you know kind of made that shift of i mean we were talking about uh randy newman i mean yeah. gary newman no i'm just kidding <laughs> gary newman earlier and that element of that dystopic kind of thing there was this thing like in the 80s yeah where where the synthesizer and the I feel like it was equated with the dystopic, you know, the future. Well, at the time, I'm sure it was a pretty futuristic, you know, approach to taking or uh, making music. I just wonder what, like, in the in the minds, like, uh, was it like the science fiction movies that were using this, like, uh, 
you know, these sounds that like obviously like science fiction was a huge dystopic element to it. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, you know, if you think about like uh, the um, warm leatherette track, the normal track is like based off like, um, is it like a Philip K. Dick movie or a Philip K. Dick book or something? Which, which track? Um, Warm leatherette. Do you I'm, know that song? I'm not sure I, I know that. Oh, it's really good. It's like this early minimal synth punk track um, by this band, The Normal. Um, and then... Warm Leatherette. Yeah, so... Um, let's, let's just Wikipedia it real quick. So, The Normal, which was, yeah, Daniel Miller. I always forget that name, even though it's the most, like common ass name but uh uh ah jg billard's novel crash which is like uh there's a grace jones version the grace jones version is amazing (laughs) i got that lp it's so good grace jones dude you know what else grace jones does that's really good is she's lost control the joy division she does like a dub version of it what it's mind-boggling dude oh my god yeah grace jones is a beast my friend just saw her live i didn't even know that she was like a music performer i mean i i guess i live under a rock no i've only recently discovered the greatness of grace jones within the last couple years uh, I think it was it was actually the warm leatherette. I I realized that she did a cover of that song, and delved into her stuff. Um, obviously, like I heard some of it when I was younger, like in the '80s, but it wasn't any ever anything that I like gravitated towards. And um, yeah, but I was talking about the the like science fiction aspect of the dystopian British vision in the eighties that like, I think maybe the synthesizer and the synthesizer music and that kind of post-punk was, uh, and new wave was, it was attached to that element because it was like, there did seem like there was no future, like societally. What was the, what was the relevance, I guess, anthropologically or musicologically. Musicologically. Musical. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm sure it was a pretty bleak place at the time. Still kind of a bleak place. Still a little bleak. <laughs> I think it's always <laughs> been bleak, dude. The UK has always been a little bleak. I think there's a reason. I love it, though. I do, too. I fucking feel right at home. Yeah. I like bleak shit. Same. But that was a track, the uh, the melancholy man. Yeah, was a good one. It was very melancholy. They really captured <laughs> they the mood on that one. Definitely did. They? I will admit that's something. That's a element of music that I maybe I enjoy the best. It's melancholy. I fuck with melancholy pretty pretty heavy too. Love it. I like paranoia in music. I think I've come to the conclusion of yeah. Whether it be like 
subtle or or just extreme like the music sounds paranoid like obviously like a suicide or something like that yeah there's paranoia in that music yeah the dystopian future there's a there's an aspect of paranoia in you know gary newman yeah um (laughs) most definitely in gary newman yeah i think we were discussing that earlier (laughs) But yeah, I feel like it I feel like it creates an urgency. Like the paranoia is like the urgency to like create something. Like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. That I think existential uh, everything. Yeah. I think I definitely like that kind of thing in uh in, in doses, but uh I think um I personally like you know bittersweet sounds more something i can you know drive to and take in scenery stuff like that so that's almost like escapist music yeah uh, you could say that definitely and not that that's not like doesn't take any validity from it at all no 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 it's just like a different approach yeah yeah something that i really enjoy about music yeah it can take you away to like another place to another place it's just it's like life just melts away yeah and you're there that's how i feel about paranoia is that life melts away (laughs) and you're there (laughs) it just melts away it just melts away and there you are (laughs) infinite space yeah looking back at yourself this is a good um this is a good time yeah, thank you very much for letting me put together this little playlist. And, thank uh, you, man. It was great. I really enjoyed everything. Good. I'm and glad your roommates had fun, too. Yeah, it sounded like they had a good time. I, I think everyone was having a good time. They were probably a little warmer than we were. Um, but, yeah, I had a great time. I really appreciate you coming through and uh, and doing this. I will do this whenever you want. Well, whenever you'll have me. Yeah, we'll bring you back for sure. Because I want the idea to be like, what are you into now? Yeah. Like, it's like, obviously, like, there's just the one, maybe a couple songs you throw on that are just like, these were my jams. But it's like. This is mostly like what, this is my current state. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, it's good shit, man. Well, thanks, Julian slash Andy. Thank you. Ruiz. I love her. I love you. Love you too, man. Thank you. We'll uh, we'll do it again sometime. Um, And yeah, thanks everybody for listening. We're signing out with the Elevated Transmission Podcast. Peace be with you.